You're listening to a Maryland Tech Council podcast. This is the Capital M Podcast. Here's your host, Marty Rosendale. Hello, I'm Marty Rosendale, CEO of the Maryland Tech Council, and this is the Capital M Podcast. The Capital M Podcast was created to further the regional conversation around capital markets, define issues, identify solutions, and build consensus to drive change. Our focus for the past two years has been on the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic, the regional response and the impact on businesses, entrepreneurs, and leaders. With the current series, Capital M will continue to look at recovery from the pandemic and pandemic recession. We'll get back to the broader discussion of leadership in capital markets. The Maryland Tech Council is the industry trade association representing the technology and life science industries throughout Maryland. Together with our members, we are improving the business climate in Maryland and helping companies that save, secure, and improve lives around the globe. If you're interested in the Maryland Tech Council or the work that we do, you can find more information on our website at mdtechcouncil.com. My guest today is Jim Watson, Vice President at Project Pharma. At Project Pharma, Jim is their regional lead in the Northeast for operations involving all modalities across the advanced therapies continuum, as well as more standard biotech and pharma. Jim, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Marty, for having me here today. That's great. Uh, Jim, take a couple minutes, if you would. Tell us about yourself, your background, your journey to get to this point in your career, and, and what drives your passion? Yeah, sure. Um, so I currently live in the Frederick area, and excepting for a short couple of years stint in Oklahoma, I've lived there for about 11 years. Uh, my wife, Karen, and I uh, just celebrated our 20th wedding anniversary a couple months ago. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, we've got four children that uh, keep us on our toes with all of their activities. Uh, with with baseball and dance and and you know other things that that we do and a lot you know teenage kids uh, do on a regular basis. So um, I grew up in Northern Virginia uh, until about the seventh grade, and then uh, we, I moved to New Hampshire with uh, with my family. Uh, I did college in Massachusetts and lived in New England for a very long time, and then ended up uh, re- relocating down to uh, to Maryland with a job opportunity mm-hmm. uh, again about eleven years ago. So. Um, I've lived in about seven states right now at this point, um, <laughs> which is quite a bit. But uh, my sister, uh, who is a veterinary pathologist, uh, has lived in about 10 or so. So she's still got me uh, one upped on that, let's say. Um, I spent the majority of my career in, in pharma. Uh, I graduated from uh, Worcester Polytech in Worcester, Massachusetts with a degree in chemical engineering, as you said earlier. Uh, my first job out of school was working for a small uh, membrane manufacturing company in the Metro West area of, of Massachusetts. And when I was uh, thinking about what we would talk about today, I was recollecting that my, my first day on the job there, uh, my boss said, well, I really don't know what to do with you. So why don't you print out all of our, uh, you know, our, your entire stack of uh, clients that we have and companies that we sell to. And I was just recollecting that I was cold calling on my first day and there was a winery that was in Timonium, Maryland, that I clearly recollect calling and say, hey, do you want to buy a filter? So <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun memory to go back to. Um, the first several years of my career, I worked uh, with companies that did membrane separations um, as a unit operation for you know any type of application. So I did a lot of work in e-coat paint, um, pulp and paper industry, wastewater in general. Um, after that, I spent a couple of years actually working for a software company, uh, doing applications engineering and uh, implementation consulting. So that was that was my first taste into the into mm-hmm. the consulting world, if you will. Um, after that, I found my way back into kind of the brick and mortar engineering universe, um, and 
that brought me to pharma and uh, kicking off and starting to work with a, a large CQV team that was being put together for a, a pharma company in, in Eastern Mass. And I've been in the pharma industry ever since. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, you, you know, your, your comment about having lived in, in six different states, I, I think in many ways the biotech industry can be like the military. Mm -hmm. I know uh, throughout my career, in, in, in my workshop where, where I play around with my hobbies and whatnot, I have a, a, a wall where I've got the license plates from all the states <laughs> that I've lived in um, over the course of my career. So I know, yep. I know exactly what you're talking about with respect to those moves. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> So, so Jim, I want to I want to talk a little bit about um, what drives Project Pharma mm -hmm. because one of the things you know when we were talking before and, and I saw it on your website as well, it seems to me like Project Pharma is very mission driven. And mm -hmm. as I look at biotech companies and the entrepreneurs and founders and CEOs, um, they tend to be very mission driven. It's a it's a long life cycle. It takes ten to fifteen years to get a biological therapy to market. So if mm -hmm. you're not mission driven, you're not going to make that, you're not going to make the distance, right? right? So tell me about that drive at, at Project Pharma. What, is it, what does it mean? What does it look like? And, and why is it important? Yeah, PF is absolutely mission driven. Um, it starts from the genesis of our name, Project Pharma. Uh, so Pharma is with an F for us. Um, when our founders were thinking about what to call this entity that they were creating, they actually started with the phrase uh, patient focused. And that led to coming up with the name Project Pharma. So in other words, it's literally in our DNA, mm -hmm. um, really from the genesis of the organization, what we call ourselves uh, it, it to be mission driven like that. So uh, we, stay tr we stay true to that approach uh, by partnering with our clients and help support them getting their therapies to patients as soon as possible in a GMP compliant manner. So um, the advanced therapy modalities that have been coming in the past five years and here are now just of course, absolute game changers. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've worked on over 100 life-changing therapies at this point uh, in time. So, uh, And how do we do this? It really starts with hiring our own image. Um, it's a little cliche, but uh, we've been able to accomplish that uh, at, at Project Pharma by hiring in that. So hiring people that have passion and drive um, and, and think about the bigger picture and mm -hmm. how the, the work that they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis actually applies to that to that larger that larger endeavor for for our clients and therefore for for us in general as, as project pharma so um, to know what you're working on you know it has to have it has to have meaning for you mm -hmm. and so that that goes into again part of bringing people in in, in our own image and uh, and understanding that that bigger impact that you can have on on people's lives by what you're doing so um, I talk to our team members all the time about the, you know, the big picture, whether I'm at a particular client site or other events that we may have, virtual or otherwise. Um, and you know, knowing that working on this particular document or, or drafting something or you know, writing out a form or all these things that may seem mundane, um, if you don't connect the dots to how that works in it, with, with the larger picture in mind of what they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. uh, and so ultimately, it's it, in our industry. It's it's to save lives. Yeah, and and try to do that as as soon as humanly possible. So, um, so that's what we that's that's how we we accomplish what we what we do, mm -hmm. um, and how we maintain the continuity for uh, for our employees and tying them with the with the patient ultimately. So, 
Yeah, I think, you know, you, you mentioned passion. Um, and, and one of the reasons I like to ask guests what, mm -hmm. what they're passionate about yeah. early in the conversation is because I've found that, you know, that, that, that life cycle, that time to get to market is so long. Mm -hmm. If you don't have passion, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're going to run out of energy. Yeah. You're just you're just not going to make it to the finish line. Right. And and so that having that passion is so critically important. It, recently, I had an opportunity to talk to a, a group of biotech entrepreneurs and we and we were talking about the business of biotech mm -hmm. and the and the valley of death. So the valley of death is that point where the the technology shows promise but the it's not validated yet right it's not driving value yet it's not it's not attracting capital mm -hmm. and so raising money at that point is difficult and and often that valley of death starts where the the company needs to begin manufacturing for clinical trials and and, and such now i know that that you start working with companies at all stages mm -hmm. But uh, talk for a minute about you know those really tough financial decisions that the companies have to make, and how you help how you help them work through some of those decisions, and and how you may help them navigate at least the early days of that of that valley of death when they're making those those challenging decisions. Sure. Um, so uh, like you like you said, and and uh, Project Pharma does work with with companies at all levels of of their life cycle. They could be very large established pharma's. Um, you know, and they may want certain uh, certain work in the tech ops continuum from us. Um, talking about those early, early uh, stage companies, uh, you know, we, we do work with them even before they start thinking about how to how to apply what they've uh, that energy uh, mm -hmm. and, and the capital that comes with it that that lets them drive to try to find, you know, those solutions. And so we, we help with, with that on the on the very early scale. So um, I think the first thing is probably just be disciplined with your portfolio and, and the assets that you're that mm -hmm. you're looking at. Um, if you go after too many, you may end up working on too many things at the same time and get and get nothing done. Right. And so try to be focused on on what you're what you're truly trying to accomplish and and ultimately you know get to market. So uh, try to get some of those wins early, and then you can then expand that portfolio. And so um, you know when you're doing fundraising and other things like that. It's important to strike while the iron's hot. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Uh, is you know you want to perform your phase uh, your phase funding commiserate with your value creation. So you need to balance that understanding ultimately of what it's going to take for your key assets to secure funds, and you want to capitalize on those opportunities during that peak interest when you when you you know when you have organizations that ultimately find like great efficacy in mm -hmm. whatever they're trying to to solve. You know, again, that's a that's a example of an opportunity to to capitalize on on that that, that right. goodwill you have. So right now, yeah. it's 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 interesting. You know, I tell I tell people often, um, take the money when you can get it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 certainly you you want to raise money when you're on the upside of that valuation curve, right? Mm -hmm. So so those those opportunities are are, are critically important. Yes, um, you know. When, when I'm talking with entrepreneurs and others and, and, and we're comparing the business of biotech to other industries, a point that, that I often make is that this is an industry that is that you know competing in this industry is breathtakingly expensive and mm -hmm. monumentally regulated. Right. That creates a lot of challenges. What what are the successful competitors doing to succeed? Now you've helped you, you mentioned um, early on that, that you've assisted with over a hundred products. Mm -hmm. What are the successful entrepreneurs, company founders doing that lends to that success? 
I, part of it goes back to having that initial strategic plan mm -hmm. and and setting that up as as early as you can. And uh, one other thing from a technology perspective uh, that that we found and seen to be successful is as much as you can platform technology, you should go for that. So mm -hmm. whether that means you know different types of unit operations that can be standardized, uh, what you know the, the terminology is COTS or commercial off the shelf. Uh, or other types of process platforms uh, that you can develop and have your different assets uh, and your different processes that you're developing come off that same platform. It's 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 a way to accelerate your your process. You're not starting it from scratch. Um, can, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. I, I like the platform concept because mm -hmm. the other thing that it can do for a company is it can drive revenue early, right? If you have a platform that you can utilize to assist other companies, if you, if, you, if you can sell a service or license the platform, it may be a way to generate revenue as well when you're, when you're struggling with, with capital. So mm -hmm. talk about that platform a little bit more, if you would. Yeah, it's, it's certainly possible to do that. And uh, I've seen that in the industry where somebody will come up with a, some sort of novel, uh, novel media or novel uh, other thing that they can then use to start generating revenue and then work to apply that to, you know, again, their, their bigger scheme or their longer term plans that they, that they may have and it's set up that they've set up initially. So, mm -hmm. um, so yes, I, I certainly have, have seen that as, uh, as, as something that, that companies will do. Mm -hmm. um, I think perhaps for um, somewhat more established companies that if they can create that platform um, in their R&D environment and then be able to utilize that across, you know, different types of processes. So if they're, you know, a gene therapy, then, you know, they're, they're manufacturing it in a similar manner. They may be obviously using it for, for different types of, of therapies and different types of uh, um, ultimately, you know, orphan candidates or whatever might be out there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you can start with, with that and then tweak around, around the edges, you're just going to get there faster. And so when you look at from the terms of a capital plan or an expenditure plan, you know, the, the wind, if you can shorten that window right. of time from, I, I'm just going to use numbers, but, but seven years to five years potentially mm -hmm. in order to get something out there or at least get to a point where you've successfully done your, your PPQs and you're waiting for, you know, approval, mm -hmm. that's the, the, you're able to then go generate revenue sooner. So if you can right. shorten the time in the, in the front end, that, that generation of revenue just simply happens sooner. Yeah, so. yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. But, but I have to ask you, use, you yeah. used an acronym, PPQs. What, PPQ. what are PPQs? Uh, performance qualification. So Got it. Uh, that would typically be the last, one of the last steps that an organization is gonna take in order to prove that they've, they've done all their, their work, that uh, the process works successfully and robustly. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's that data that they're gonna eventually use to support uh, their filing applications. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. So let's come back to Project Pharma for a minute. Sure. Uh, I, I saw on the website, and you and I talked about it a little bit uh, when we first met, mm -hmm. and that is the the patient focus yep. at, at Project Pharma. Now you're you're a contractor, so how does how does that patient focus translate into the the companies that you're working with? What does it mean to to you and the leadership at Project Pharma, and what does it mean to your clients that you're patient focused? Well, we deal with partnerships, um, so. That is that's kind of the genesis of of how we then work with with organizations and uh, by having that uh, developing a partnership and developing uh, as as best you can a, a symbiotic and, and two way relationship with those organizations and the individuals within those organizations 
um, helps us to to be successful. And so, I mean, I'll even take one example of that is that we've worked with companies that are working on, for example, Frederick's ataxia, mm-hmm. um, which is, um, you know, a genetic disease that's that's out there. Um, we've worked with a couple of companies that are that are working on therapies to uh, to attack that. Um, we actually then developed relationships with the uh, the nonprofits that are supporting endeavors around that around Frederick's ataxia. So. Mm-hmm. And then now we have direct relationships with those with those nonprofit organizations to the point that we're supporting, you know, ride ataxia. Uh, we're doing bike rides. We're doing, you know, walks with with MDA and, and things like that, that uh, that we're doing as an organization, both nationally, regionally and within the market, too. So just last week, uh, we had team members in the DMV area uh, go do a ride ataxia uh, event uh, last week in northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so that's an example, you know, that, that we actually take, we, we, we take that, 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 that energy and that drive from what they're trying to, to solve. Uh, and then we'll, we'll take that into our, our patient focused mission and work with, I mean, in, in, in many ways, then we're working with the patient directly. So, uh, we did, uh, last year when we're, yeah, about a year and a half ago, uh, when everything was still mostly virtual, mm-hmm. we did a, a, a virtual, uh, movie screening of a movie called The Ataxian, which was uh, about a guy named Kyle Bryant, uh, who has Frederick's ataxia. And his mission that was in the movie, don't want to give too much away, was to work to, <laughs> you know, to work to to bike across the country uh, mm-hmm. to raise awareness. And so we've actually from a from a, uh, a company environment uh, or company perspective, uh, we've actually become good friends with with, with Kyle and uh, his his mission, what he's trying to do. We've had him on for you know internal meetings and conferences and things like that to go uh, talk about what that mission is, what it is to live with this, and then you know everybody can translate that into okay, what are we what are we trying to do as an organization? Getting back to you know the patient focus. So right. So that's that's one way we've we've been able to accomplish that is is that um, you know trying to get to what is what is the core belief or what is the what is the core work that a company is, is trying to do mm-hmm. and um and and work with with that organization work with that company in parallel hand in hand yeah i i find this fascinating because it, it's it sounds to me like you take the the make the effort to immerse yourself in the mission of your of your client of the, of the client company and it kind of takes us back to that to that mission orientation, that passion, mm-hmm. the things that drive biotechnology, the right. things that get me excited about biotechnology, right? And and, and by getting you know Im- immersing yourself and your leadership in in that mission of your clients, it brings you closer to the clients and potentially makes you a, a, a better contractor, um, understanding that mission better. Yeah, it makes us a better partner. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it, de- it definitely makes us a, a better partner to to do that, and so. Yeah, I mean, we have a unique role as a as a consulting organization, right? Uh, and a consulting all across, you know, the the technical operations um, in in organizations. So, um, part of that is being bringing best practices, mm-hmm. and uh, to go along with that is is to bring that uh, that that mission drive that we have, mm-hmm. that I'm sure our partners have already, uh, but show them that you know our passion for this and 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 uh, and how to accomplish that. So. I mean, for example, we uh, you know, we we get VTO days uh, right. with with Project Pharma, and so 
we we work within region within market in order to to figure out what we can what we can do in order to to do those volunteer days mm-hmm. um and we you know we'll we'll flat out talk to our, our partners about that. It's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna be uh gone on this friday we'll set it up ahead of time but this is the, the work that we're, we're doing mm-hmm. this is what we're trying to accomplish we're helping you know we're helping ride a taxi or we're helping some other organization uh in some in some greater manner and so um it goes in in a sense it then goes beyond just um working through the uh, the passion that an individual organization that we're partnering with mm-hmm. may have but it's just overall our, our philanthropic efforts um to support that because if again if if our if our team members aren't aren't having that passion for for what they're doing and, and working to give back in some way shape or form mm-hmm. then we lose that that connection we lose yeah. that connection to the bigger picture yeah so, no i can see that I, yeah. I can see how it would really draw you in cl- closer uh, to the client as well, and, yeah. and and certainly to the leadership. I think that's a, that's amazing, and then and I think a lot of solution providers could learn from that, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the way that you're doing that, and it's simply being very very open with with our our partners uh, about that. You know, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Um, you know, we we certainly talk about it, and in social media and other other things that that we do, uh, and the things you know, the the papers that we publish or the presentations that we make it an ISPE event or some other event, you know, it's mm-hmm. always, it's always, uh, in the, in the forefront of our minds, you know, if not, you know, blatantly open yeah. about doing that. So, so, so now I've got a, a, an interesting mental image of how you operate and how you work with your clients and how mm-hmm. close you get to those clients. Yep. So I can imagine you, you know, being in the strategy room with, the, mm-hmm. with, with the C-suite, uh, uh, of the client and, and talking about some of these, you know, extraordinarily expensive decisions that right. they have to make. Right. What kind of advice do you can you give our audience with mm-hmm. respect to timing of those decisions? When when should they begin planning for them? You know, wh- when does that process begin? What does it look like? Um, and and how can, and how can you help? Well, I'll I'll use a phrase that's out there is is you know, the urgency of now. And mm-hmm. so the sooner you can get to that point where where you're you're working on that drawing board and figuring out what your plan is going to be, then the better off you're, you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, putting together the plan as early as possible um, is, is simply going, going to help so you know what you're, you're driving to and, how you're, and, and what you believe you're gonna get there. Now, there's always gonna be true north and there's always gonna be something in the, in the way eventually right. that you may not be able to foresee. Uh, but if you still know where your true north is and what you're trying to, to get to, then, um, then you've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, your roadmap that you've developed. Right. Um, so uh, one other thing with that is I would say knowing and getting on board the team that's going to get you there mm-hmm. and trying to maintain that, that continuity as long as you possibly can. And so, um, you know, we certainly work with organizations, um, even in the, the DMV area that, that, that did that, they did it very early on before they even sunk a shovel into the ground. They made sure they had the key core members of of their leadership team and the genesis of that mm-hmm. uh, in order to be successful. So they would have that 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 longitude, if you will, right. of, of being able to, to have the continuity from from day one or even day zero, if you want to call it that, you know, all the way all the way to fruition and being able to be uh, a commercial organization. If that's what your goal is, if you're a clinical manufacturing, if that's what your goal is, whatever that goal ends up being. Uh, getting that particular therapy out, if that's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously if that's your goal, then um, then you've got that that level of continuity uh, to be able to have that long view. Right. It's interesting to me 
how often this conversation that you and I are having right now mm -hmm. has come back to mission and purpose. Because uh, it seems to me that that's what drives the focus. That's, yeah. that's necessary. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and uh, I was thinking about this um, before we, we got here today to talk. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they they said succinctly what what it means to be to be successful ultimately. And uh, and I kept thinking back to uh, there was an episode of The West Wing where um, the, there was the big debate. Uh, so President Bartlett was having debate with uh, with with his opponent. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that, the, the opponent said something and Bartlett said, oh, that's it. There's the 10 words that my that my team was looking for. And it was just that's that's the two words that um, that I was looking for mm -hmm. to, to distill all of this um, that that we do. Um, and it's trust and delivery. And so mm -hmm. what does that mean is is we, we've got to build that trust over time right uh, this couple obviously there's a couple ways to do it if you're if it's a new partner then you've got to build that that trust hopefully you're coming in with the the goodwill and the uh the known capabilities that we as project pharma have that's probably why we're there in the first place is mm -hmm. is because of that we have, we've got now this this uh this history uh of success with with partnering with companies and making them successful uh, but then be able to to deliver on on what we need to do in, in order to support them and uh again it was two words and it's it's quite simple mm -hmm. um and but it pays dividends for for everybody in the future to go get to that that next point and say you know hey jim or hey whomever uh at project farmer can you come help me look at this at this plan you right. know whether it be a, a an annual capital plan or or what is what does this look like for um, for developing my my talent or mm -hmm. other things like that. And so, you know, that's where we can bring in, oh, you know, we, we we do things like whenever we bring in somebody new into the organization, doesn't matter how many years of experience they have, and I'm included in this too, is that we have what we call PFU or Project Farming University. Mm -hmm. And so we spend the time and effort to to make sure that everybody has a baseline and training. They understand, well, first of all, how we work as an organization. Um, and then also how how other companies work and how you know what what the expectations are uh, and get everybody a flavor and again even if they've been directors or quality at organizations or I've been head of F and E at you know at, at at pharma companies and stuff like that we all go through that so we all have that that commonality of understanding mm -hmm. um, in order to to build a rapport also with with people that you're going to work with you know right. so we're. We're a large organization, and we're we're part of a larger organization with Precision for Medicine now, uh, which is I don't uh, two thousand plus employees these right. days. So, um, you know, so to be able to 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 take that that crucible of of the time that we have in Project Pharma University, and uh, and then be able to start building rapport and building the knowledge uh, that I can reach out to somebody, I can reach out to somebody over here or there because we're you know we're nationwide, we're international, and so we may not see each other every single day uh again as a as a consulting company we're a distributed organization mm -hmm. so we've got people working in california we got people working in maryland we got people all over the country uh you know if we just talk about the us um and so we may not talk to everybody on a regular basis right you know but at least you have that 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 basis of of knowledge like hey i can go reach out to so and so that's that's out in the la area because I, I know, A, I know that they're out there. B, you know, uh, they may have some knowledge. It may, they may know the right person um, that can I can get an answer to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it, 
again, it's amazing to me as, a, as I'm listening to you how well Project Pharma has, has established the, the purpose of the organization, mm-hmm. um, delivered that purpose to the employees, you know, get the employees involved in the mission, yep. t- taking that all the way to the, to the client. Um, there's a lot that could be learned from the way Project Pharma, at, you know, has developed and, and and is currently being led. I think that I think that's phenomenal. Thank you, uh, Jim. Is there anything that that we haven't talked about that you you would like to make sure our our audience is aware of? Um, I think that we talked a bit about you know making sure that uh, if I go back to the early stage um, and thinking about how you want to uh, plan things out for um, having that, again, that longitude of, of trying to get to what your goal is. When you plan that out, we talked uh, a little bit about making sure you have the team early mm-hmm. um, would be the first thing. But you also want to think about all those pieces that, that go into the tech ops spectrum. And so what can, be, what can be lost is thinking about, oh, I need to think about process development. I need to think about analytical development and um, how that fits into, into the bigger picture, again, of, of trying to get to you the true north that you decided to get to. So um, how does how does all that fit in? Am I going to take that in-house? Is that something I need to bring in because somebody's platformed already? Mm-hmm. You know, something right. that, that that is capable and and maybe I spend some of that early funding that I got in order to bring that bring that in and have that as a as at least a, a, a straight capability that maybe I develop in the future. But for right now, this is something that I need to get in order to get to, to, to my goals. And so thinking about all those things, uh, quality records management system, how am I going to put in a quality program you mm-hmm. know, that's going to be robust and will, will deliver for, for what I need to deliver? Um, thinking about, again, your CapEx planning, your supply chain, uh, what we internally, when we're helping clients uh, work through that, is a call it, call it a make versus buy analysis. Right. You know, how do I? Pl- how do you plan? How can you know? And that's something we help with, like I said. But how do you plan? Uh, how to get to the end? What is what is that plan going to look like? You know, how many doses that do you, do you think you need to to create and make? What is the um, you know how many cells per per milliliter do I need to generate if it's a cell therapy process? in mm-hmm. order to do that and then sort out that difference between what you think that demand is going to possibly be mm-hmm. and then how are you going to then create the supply necessary to achieve that that demand that you believe is going to be there five years or x number of years down down the line when you get to that 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 milestone that you want to get to so um so it is you know it, it, there are more details that you do definitely need to think about and and help to uh uh, and try to find that 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 path. So, do you find typically uh, when a company is at the stage where they're they're manufacturing for clinical trials, which mm-hmm. are going to be relatively small batches, right? Sure. Are they already thinking about com- commercial manufacturing and and the capacity that they're going to need? <clears throat> I would I would say yes, and I would say that um, again, getting down to I'm in this stage now, in this stage now, in this stage now, we we do get into um, organizations get into, I'm going to, I need to think and focus about this portion of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, you've got a, a larger, more holistic plan that's, that's out there in order to get to that, that end goal. So, but you right, do need to take, right. take time to then get really obviously very into the weeds and very into the details about how am I going to get from, from here to here and here to here. Mm-hmm. And that eventually hopefully will, will, um, help you get to, a point where you're not finding major roadblocks, major icebergs in the way as you're trying to get the true north. You're right. You're finding those ways to to wind through them 
and mm -hmm. wind through the streets, if you will, um, at that at that micro level and, and try to get to the end. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, uh, Jim, I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to remind everybody of those two words, trust and delivery, because I think mm -hmm. that's something that everybody everybody can learn from. Um, you've been listening to the Capital M Podcast. This is Marty Rosendale with the Maryland Tech Council. Uh, Jim, I'm going to ask you one more question because sure. there's one thing that you haven't shared with us, and that's how do people get in touch with you? Well, they get in touch with us with uh, through our website, uh, uh, projectfarmer.com. Um, you can always email us at uh, uh, partnerships at projectfarmer.com. Um, and you can always get in touch with us through regular uh, social media channels. So LinkedIn, especially Twitter, Facebook, um, we're, we're there. Uh, you'll see us regularly at, at different types of, uh, of events uh, for the industry. Uh, so you can get in touch with us that way as well. Fantastic. So Jim Watson, Vice President with Project Pharma, mission-driven, purpose-focused. Jim, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Thanks for listening to the Capital M Podcast. To learn more about the Maryland Tech Council, visit us at mdtechcouncil.com.